0: just to talk to you a little bit about prayer I I was reading a funny story about this man who uh, was praying in a church in England and as he was praying he was praying uh, very broken and awful horrible English actually he was butchering the the king's English and as he was praying there was a lady who was standing by him listening to his prayers and she was appalled by what she was hearing she was beside herself because how he was praying and so when the man finally finished praying and he said amen the woman comes up to him and says young man that was the most horrible grammar and articulation that I've ever heard in my life she says I am disgusted by the way you talk and the man turns to the woman and says to her but lady I wasn't talking to you That's what prayer is. It's you talking to God. It is a a personal conversation and communication between you and our Lord. And it doesn't matter if you know how to pray. But when you pray with your heart, God listens. And if you know how to talk to people, then you know how to talk to God. Prayer is a divine privilege that god gives to us that we can come to him at any time with anything so if you're frustrated you can go to god if you're aggravated you can talk to god if you don't know what to do you can go to god if you're overwhelmed you can go to god you can go after anything about anything because it's a personal conversation between you and him. And when you converse with God, with whatever it is that you bring before him, because let me tell you, God is never by, is surprised by what we bring to him. But he'll always be open to hear and listen. Prayer works, my friend. Prayer, you can say, is a, a divine personal invitation from God. God. And when God calls us to pray, when he invites us to pray, he's making himself available to you to bring all of your situations to him. Think about that. There are some people you can go to with your problems. There are some people you can talk to about your issues. But you can't talk to everybody. But you can talk to God about anything. He is your confidant. He is your counselor. He is a great listener. God loves to hear what we have to say. As a matter of fact, prayer is God's idea. He's the one that introduced that to us because He wants communication with us, He wants us to come to us, He wants us to bring our burdens to Him. Isn't that a wonderful God? As a matter of fact, in Philippians, or actually I should say in Hebrews 4.16, the scripture says that to come boldly into the throne room of God. That's His presence. He says, where there we'll find mercy and grace to help in our time of need. Mercy and grace is what we find when we go into His presence. Because mercy and grace is sufficient to help us in whatever, time, in whatever it is that we need in life. And here's the thing, God does not want us to go around constantly being worried and full of anxiety. How many of you have ever been worried before? How many of you have ever been anxious before? How many of you have ever fret over things before? Well, you know, God doesn't want us to do that. That's why he says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything that word everything is an all-inclusive word in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and he says making all of your requests all of your situations all of your frustrations all of your sorrows all of your burdens and make it known to God because he wants to know and here's the thing even though God already knows what your requests are even though God knows exactly what's going on in your life God still invites you to come in and talk it over with him. Because that's what prayer is all about. So this morning, uh, t- this morning tonight, I just want to talk to you and encourage you. And just by you know, just going through some examples in the Bible about how God truly answers prayer. And, and here's the thing. Some of you, and I, probably I know what some of you are thinking. You're probably saying, well, you know, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed a long time and God has not heard my prayers. I prayed and I prayed and I still have not heard from God. And so because of that, many of you stop praying. But can, can I tell you something? This may be a revelation to some of you. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that prayer has an expiration date. Are you hearing me? Jesus never believed that prayer had an expiration date. Because Jesus says that men are always to pray and not faint. The Apostle Paul never believed that prayer had an expiration date because the Apostle Paul says, Pray without ceasing. Matter of fact, to the, Col- uh, the Colossian church, he says, I do not stop, ce- I do not cease to pray for you. I'm sorry, you can all be seated. <laughs> sorry, I just got carried away. <laughs> but Paul says, I never stop to cease praying for you. He says in the book of Ephesians, he says, Praying always with all manner of prayer. To me, that sounds like someone who believes that there is no expiration date in prayer. Medications have expiration dates. Perishable foods have expiration dates. But prayer doesn't have an expiration date. What God desires is for us to keep praying, to stand and having done all the stand, and to continue praying, believing that no matter how long it takes, God will come and answer your prayers. As a matter of fact, because prayer is, is a God idea, God will never tell you to do something that doesn't bring about good results. So when he calls us to pray, it's because God expects some good results in our prayer. Whether we're praying for someone or praying for ourselves, God expects some great results. Otherwise, God would not tell us to do it. So I want you to continue to hang in there and stand and having done all the stand. If you're praying for someone or praying for some situation in your life, let me encourage you that prayer does work. And we're going to see that tonight. But just continue praying. Don't give up. Don't quit. Stand. And when you feel like quitting, keep praying anyways. Because when you quit, you give the devil a point. But when you continue praying, it's like planting seeds. And the more you pray, the more seeds you're planting. And the greater the harvest will be. Are you hearing this morning? So let's go through the scriptures real quickly and then we'll go into prayer. We'll go to 2 Chronicles chapter 14 and look in verse 9. Here we read the story of King Asa who's about to face a, a very formidable army. The scripture says that an Ethiopian named Zerah attacked Judah with an army of 1 million men and 300 chariots. And they advanced to the town of Maresha. Now, several verses before this, the Bible describes King Asa as having himself a great army. But it was an army of just over half a million people. Half a million uh, warriors, well-trained and well-equipped, but still no match for a million uh, men, as well as 300 chariots. So what do you do when you find yourself in a situation that is impossible? This is what King Asa did. In verse 10... So Asa deployed his armies for battle in the valley north of Merisha, And then verse 11, he says this, Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. It is your name that we have come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere men prevail against you so he does what we would all do when we find ourselves in a very po- impossible situation we cry out to the god, to the lord how many of you have ever cried to the lord literally cry i mean with tears and snot's flowing all over you literally cry amen but see it doesn't matter how you look when you pray god only hears the heart and so King Asa prayed in a very difficult and impossible situation. But look at verse 12. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians in the presence of Asa and the army of Judah and the enemy fled. So that's one example that God does answer prayers, especially in a very impossible situation. Now go to Psalm 116 and let's look at David's example in the beginning in verse 1. David was a man who talked well, he, let's put it like this. In many of his Psalms, you find that he found himself in many life and death situations. But every time he found himself in that kind of situation, he would always cry out to God. And he had this confidence that no matter what he faced, God will come and rescue him. And so he says this in verse 1. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. That alone, just, that's enough just to say, thank you, Lord, because I know if you hear his prayers, I know you hear mine. Then in verse 2 it says this, because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. See, he believed that God listened to his prayers, that God was hearing his prayers. But look in verse 3, where he finds himself in a a life and death situation. Verse 3 says, death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me, and I saw only trouble and sorrow. Now try to imagine yourself in that situation where all you see is trouble and sorrow in your life. That death has gripped you, and all you see and look forward is is, is the grave. But look at what he says in verse four. Then I called on the name of the Lord, and he said, Please Lord, save me. And this is what I love in verse five. He says, How kind the Lord is, how good he is, so merciful, this God of ours. And if you read the rest of the chapter, you'll find that David continues to talk about God as a very righteous, compassionate, and merciful, and gracious God. And he always answers his prayer just because of his character. Listen to what Hebrews 4.15 says. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the infirmities of our... Can not be touched by infirmities, or by the feelings of infirmities, or in other words, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses... God is so merciful and kind and compassionate that when we cry to the Lord, He hears us and He feels compassion for us. And He's such a kind-hearted God that He wants to take time to not only listen to you, but as He listens to your prayer, God is already formulating a plan to bring an answer to your prayers. Because He's such a kind and gracious and merciful God. That alone should encourage us that God does answer prayers just because of how he feels about us and whatever situation we bring to God he is a righteous God he's going to do the right thing when it comes to our lives amen then we look at Elisha over in 2nd Kings chapter 6 in verse 16 where the king of Aram sends this chariot and horses and, 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 and a whole army to go and find and capture Elisha. When he found out where Elisha was living, he sent his army, just for one man, he sent his army to go after him. And so his servant happened to walk out the door, and he sees this tremendous army surrounding the house. And he runs back inside in a state of panic, telling Elisha, we're surrounded, we're doomed. There's a whole army out there waiting for us. But I like how Elisha responds. Verse 16 said, don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then in verse 17, Elisha prays. He says, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Excuse me. So he prayed for his servant that his eyes be open to see what Elisha saw, to know what Elisha knew, that there was more with them than against him. And then he continues to pray in verse 18, because the army began to advance towards them. And in verse 18, Elisha prayed and he says, "Oh Lord, please make them blind. And so the Lord struck them and blindness with blindness as Elisha had asked. The scripture says, Ask and you shall receive. Elisha simply asked, that blindness came upon this enemy, and the enemy became blind, and they all scattered. God answers prayers, no matter what the circumstances are. God answers prayers. <clears throat> One last verse. Go to First Kings chapter eighteen. Danny could you give me a cup of water, please? Thank you. First Kings chapter eighteen. We read the story of Elijah. Now, Elijah became frustrated with God's people because God's people turned their hearts from God and turned to worship Baal and so what Elijah wanted to do was God to come through and, and show himself strong and mighty on their behalf to prove to them that God is who he says he is so what he did was he he challenged the, the, the 450 prophets that worship Baal and in the presence of all, all God's people they all gathered around and he challenged them to a spiritual duel He says, "Your gods against my God." And so, in verse, let me getting a little ahead myself here. In verse thirty-six, it says this: At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah, the prophet, walked up to the altar and prayed, "O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are a God in Israel, and that I am your servant." Prove that I have done all of this at your command. And then verse thirty-seven, O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have brought them back to yourself. And then in verse 38. Immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood and the stones and the dust, and even licked up all the water in the trench. And then verse 39. And when all the people saw it, they felt face down on the ground, and cried out, The Lord, He is God. Yes, the Lord is God. So it took something as dramatic as that to make them believe that God is truly the God who He says He was. And that God truly answers prayer. And here's the thing. Here's another reason why God answers prayers. Because God wants to glorify Himself. Whenever God has answered your prayers, how many times have you shared it with somebody? God did some great things. He answered your prayers and you shared it with someone. How many of you have done that? It's only natural to share that with someone. But well, see, that's how God is glorified. That's how word gets out that God is a great God. Because of what He had done in your life. And because of the prayers that He's answered you. Because God wants to be glorified. God is going to answer His prayer, your prayers. And sometimes in a dramatic way. And I can tell you time and time again, I just don't have the time to tell you, but how God has come through in our lives. In such a miraculous and dramatic way. In ways that was, was unexpected. But if we knew it was an answer to prayer. And sometimes when you pray, we try to look to see where that prayer is coming from. But you never know where it's coming. You just know it's coming. Because prayer sometimes comes when it's unexpected. But know this, prayer will be answered. Because prayer works. And tonight we're going to show and prove that. And just like Elijah went before God and said, Lord, prove to these people that you are truly God. Tonight we're going to pray and prove that God is who he says he is and that he is a God that answers our prayers. And so tonight we're going to focus on a couple of things. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a little tired about this COVID-19. How many of you are tired of this? Okay. Nothing has been so disruptive in our everyday lives than this virus. And I think it's about time that we go before God. And I know we prayed and we prayed, but you know what? Prayer has no expiration date. We're going to continue to pray until this virus is dealt with. And so tonight we're going to pray for for healing. We're going to pray for for a cure for this virus. We're going to pray that this virus will no longer spread and that people will stop being responsible and do the practical thing and be considerate of others to do what is right and do what is necessary in order to keep the virus from spreading. Will you all join me and agree with that? All those of you who are watching uh, by live stream, can you agree with me when we come together and pray over this uh, COVID-19? And then also, because of the COVID-19 that has affected us and disrupted our lives and become a huge distraction, we forget that the most important thing that's coming up is the election. Do you remember that? There's an election coming, and it's a very important election. What's going to happen down the road is uncertain. What leaders are going to be in place, we don't know, but God does. But we're going to pray that God places the right leaders in place, whether it's Trump or someone else. And we're going to pray for that leader. And you know that whenever there's a change in leadership, there's also a shifting that, and a moving that goes on around all the other leadership. So we want to make sure that if that's going to happen, that the right leaderships are in the right place to lead this country. We also want to pray that because of the voting process, and how it, it, everything's going to be different. Everything's changed. They're talking about mailing and everything else, and I'm a little concerned about that because it's never been done before. But I want to pray that however this process is done, that it's done by the book, that it's done honestly and with integrity, and with accountability. I want to make sure that the person get, that gets voted and elected into position, into office, gets elected into office the right way and the honest way. And that's what we're going to pray. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you pray before you, between you and God. I want you to have that personal conversation with Him, whatever it is that you need to talk to Him about. And so we're going to have time to do that tonight. So let's go and, ta- and pray about this COVID-19 and let's pray for, uh, for a cure and let's pray that it will no longer spread so that we can get back to our normal lives. And uh, I can't wait for that to happen. I don't want to even accept this new normal. It is what it is and we, we live with it and, and do what, as best what we can with it. But I'm praying f- to, the, to the old normal. But to be more vigilant To be more aware, because sometimes something like this causes us to become more aware. It becomes more like an awakening, spiritual awakening, allowing us to see ourselves as God sees us, but also wondering, okay, Lord, I know that the time is coming, that that, the the time is near for, for Jesus' return, and I want to make sure that if this has anything to do with it, I want to make sure I'm ready. So I think that we have something to talk about with God. I think we have some things that we need to talk over between you and God, okay? So, let's begin by praying about this COVID-19. Join me. All of you, those that are watching live stream, those that are here, join me tonight in your faith. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Asking, Father God, for your wisdom. Father, for your advice, your counsel, Father God. Father, we pray, Lord God, that as we, we deal with this COVID-19 that has disrupted our lives that has interrupted our lives, that has caused us to change the way we do things, change how we live, change how we relate to people and how we converse with people, and change, Father God, how we, we, we fellowship with others. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that we go back to this, the old way that we used to do things, but Lord, but in a much wiser way. Father God, that we still continue to wash our hands, Lord, that we still continue to take care of ourselves. But more importantly, Lord, that we become more spiritually aware of your presence and of your will. Father, we pray that you help gather men and women, Father God, bright men and women, Lord, that will come up with a cure for this COVID-19 virus. Father, we pray, Lord God, that this this virus, this cure, Lord, will, will wipe away this virus and father will help control this the spread of this virus in the name of jesus so that their lives will not be interrupted or, or disrupted again father that people's lives will not be threatened lord god by this virus father this is a serious thing and we we don't take it lightly but father we pray right now father god because we're angry lord god because we know that this is not of you but we know that this is of the devil and we come against the devil right now, because we know that he comes to kill, steal and to destroy, but Lord, your word says and promise that you give us life to have it more abundantly. Lord God, we pray for that abundant life to take over right now. We pray, Father, God, that we live into this abundant life and to overcome this virus in the name of Jesus. Father, let us conquer this virus right now in Jesus' name. Father God, however you choose to do it, in the name of Jesus, we we come to you, Father, asking you, Father God, pleading with you, Lord God, to end this virus in the name of Jesus. It's already affected too many people's lives. It's affected people's health, Lord God. And Lord, we're tired of it. We're done with it, Father God. And we come against it right now in your precious son's name. Lord God, we ask you, because of your faithfulness, because of your righteousness, because of your graciousness, because of your mercy, O God, we ask you to find a cure, to get rid of this virus, to take control of this virus, to prevent it from spreading, Lord God, and perfecting our lives in the name of Jesus, and so that this country and this world can start functioning in a normal way. Father, we pray that through this ordeal, Father God, that it'll cause many to draw closer to you. Father God, it'll become more aware of your presence, more aware of who you are. Father God, it'll cause many to draw closer to you, Father God, and invite you into their lives. Father, let it it be something, Lord God. Use this, Lord God, to, to cause many who don't know you, Father, to come to know you, to pray to you, to seek you, Father God. And Father, we pray. That you show yourself strong and mighty on our behalf. Show the world that you are truly God and there's none like you. Father, you are a God that comes to rescue the powerless. Father, you're one, Lord God, that comes to, this, to the aid of the weak. Father, you come, Lord God, to those uh, to who don't know what they're doing or which direction to go. Father, you come to help. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. That G, that precious name, that name that is above every name, that name that is above even this COVID virus. Father, we thank you that even the virus must bow to the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. As we wait for a a physical uh, evidence for healing, Lord God, we attack it from a spiritual standpoint. Father God, we thank you that as we gather up our faith and storm the gates of hell and rattle those cages and tell them, devil, stop with this nonsense. In the name of Jesus. Let us take authority over it right now. Let us take authority over this COVID-19. Let us take over the spread of this COVID-19, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you For protecting your people. For putting a hedge of protection around us. And keeping us and preserving us, Father God, from this virus. Thank you, Father, that no harm will come nigh our dwelling. Thank you, Father God, that sickness and disease will not come nigh our dwelling. And we thank you for your protection, Father God. We thank you, Father, for preserving your people. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness towards us. We thank you, Father God, that even in the midst of this virus, even in the midst of this pandemic, Lord God, that you continue to watch and protect us. And Lord, we look forward to you, Father God, for being with us always, even through these very difficult times. And Father, that you're meeting every need, Father God, because I know it affected people's lives financially. People have lost their jobs. People are out of work, Lord God. Business has been disrupted, Father. And people have been set back. And bills have have fallen behind on their bills. And rents are not being paid, Father. Father, we pray that you meet every need in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. You are a faithful God. You are a faithful God. There's none like you. There's none like you. Father God, I thank you. You're the same God that served Elijah, that, that, that ministered to Elijah, that demonstrated your power through, through Elijah's life. We thank you, Father God, that you're the same God that Elijah served. And Father God, we thank you. Just as you were active and powerful and mighty on, on Elijah's behalf, we thank you that you do the same for us. And so, Lord, we thank you. We honor you we praise you, father God we just give you glory and honor you're a wonderful and awesome God there's none like you Lord hallelujah we want to praise you father God we want to thank you we want to worship you Lord God we want to thank you for hearing our prayers Lord God we want to thank you for coming up with a solution to this problem we thank you that you're already formulating a a solution already we thank you father God in advance for taking care of this matter, we thank you, Lord, in advance, for taking care lord God, of this of this horrible disease, and Lord, we just thank you, Father, and just want to take the time to worship you, Lord, hallelujah, we want to worship you, Lord God, we want to thank you, we want to extol you, Lord God, we want to lift up your name and magnify your name because you 're such a wonderful and holy God hallelujah you're a righteous god we thank you forever lord god we thank you forevermore and we honor you and praise you, O god hallelujah father we glorify your name we magnify your name holy 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 is the lord glory be to god thank you thank you thank you lord thank you thank you thank you for victory thank you lord for healing thank you father god for restoration thank you father god hallelujah you're a wonderful and great god blessings to you lord god blessed is the name of the lord forevermore glory 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 be to god thank you thank you thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you lord jesus hallelujah bless the mighty name of jesus that mighty name hallelujah mighty is the lord glory to god great and awesome is he hallelujah thank you thank you thank you lord we praise you and we worship you lord god we thank you that nothing is too difficult for you nothing is complicated for you lord god hallelujah we thank you in the name of jesus lord if you can uh, part the red sea father god if you can deliver a million people two million people from slavery Father God, if you can lead them and protect them and watch over them through the wilderness. Father God, if you're able to walk on water. Father, if you're able to raise the dead. Father, then nothing is too difficult for you. This COVID-19 is nothing compared to all the things you've done. And so, Father, because of that, we rejoice. and And we're glad and we're thankful, Father God. Hallelujah. We look forward, Lord God, for you intervening and interrupting this virus and putting a stop to it. Because we know that you can do it. Hallelujah. We come to the right person, Lord God. We come to the right person to take care of this matter. And we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. 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 I just want everyone just to say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Those of you who are watching, in the name of Jesus, just say that. Jesus. The name of Jesus that powerful name Jesus that mighty name Jesus hallelujah that awesome name Jesus that holy name Jesus that wonderful and powerful name is Jesus glory to God glory to God hallelujah hallelujah that life-giving name Jesus hallelujah glory be to God glory be to God thank you Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in advance. And we consider it done. We thank you, Lord, that it's done. It's done. The cure is already underway. Hallelujah. Healing is already underway. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We can... Boast, Lord God, in you, Lord God. We can confidently say, Lord God, that it is done because you're the one that's taking care of the matter and we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we also pray, Lord God, for the upcoming election in November. Father, just just a few months away. With all the distraction of this pandemic, Lord God, people have lost sight of the fact, Lord, that a very important election is coming up. Father, we pray first of all, we don't know who's going to be in leadership. We don't know who's going to be standing in the office of the President of the United States. But Father, we come to you because we know that you know who that person will be. And Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you place the right person in office. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that with all the shifting and moving that goes on with the change of leadership, whether there will be a change of leadership or not, Father God, we pray that you place the right people in the right places. Father, we pray for godly men and women, Lord God, to have a place where they can make a very impactful decision, and impact, Lord God, in, in the decision-making in our government. Father, we pray, Lord God, men and women that are God-fearing, men and women, Father God, who, who make decisions based on their conscience and their faith. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that whoever is placed on leadership, that they'll have the best interests of, of our country. Father, they'll make the right choices that's going to benefit the people of this country, that's going to respect and honor our Constitution. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for men who, or or, or women, Lord, whoever is going to be in office, Father God, that they'll lead, Lord God, with their heart, with their conscience. Father, we pray for this leader that you give them direction and guidance, that you surround this person, Lord God, with godly men and women to give them advice. We pray that they'll have a, a listening ear and an open heart to receive instruction, to receive the, the advice that is given to them. Father, we pray, Lord God, that, these are, uh, uh, that this person will honor you, Lord God. People who respect other people. Father, uh, leaders, Lord God, leaders that, that respect the citizens of this country, who make the right decisions, Father God who make laws, Lord God, that will benefit your people. Father, we pray that you help us to make the right choice as we also do our duty to vote. And we pray, Father God, that you oversee the whole voting process. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you assign people that are responsible and honest and people of integrity, Lord God, people who will will be accountable, Lord God, to make sure that this voting process goes the right way. Father, we pray that you uh, not allow any corruption or, 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 or um, deceitfulness, Father God, to enter into this voting process. Father, we pray, Lord God, for honest men and women, Lord, to, to get to see, to see this process to, and to make sure that this process go the way it's supposed to go. So that the person that is elected into office as President of the United States, will do so, Father God, in a way that is honest and honorable in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we continue to pray for this leader, whoever it may be, and continue to pray for them, to give them wisdom to make the right choices and right decisions, to choose the right leadership around them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray that you bless this country and get this country back to where it's supposed to be, Father, this country that has been founded by the principles of God. And we pray, Father, we get right back to that in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray. We, we go on our knees, Father God, and pray continuously, Lord God, for this leader that will be called President of the United States, who will be the Commander-in-Chief. And again, Lord, we don't know who that may be, but whoever it is, Father We will stand and pray for them and cover them in our prayers. And Father God, we'll continue. We pray that to also come to know you in a personal way in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, hallelujah, for a man or a woman to be in position of leadership that are born again believers. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you that the leader will be competent, responsible, hallelujah, accountable. God-fearing, respectful, hallelujah. Father, we pray for this leader, Lord God, to not be afraid of making decisions, hallelujah. That this leader, Lord God, will surround himself with godly people and responsible people and competent people, Lord God, that will advise him. And Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that this leader will be a humble person, a person, Lord God, who would not allow their egos to get in the way. Who not allow pride to get in the way. But someone, Lord God, that will serve with all their heart to make this country a wonderful country to live in. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you as we lift up this country to you, Father, as you continue to protect it, make it prosperous, bring peace and unity, Lord God, in this country. Hallelujah. Let there be a unity in this country, Father God. Let there be peace in this country. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we know that you love this country. And we thank you for the freedom that we have to serve you, to worship you, to be able to come together, Lord God, and worship you, to be able to spread the good news to others, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, because we know there are other countries that are restricted and cannot do that. In countries, Father God, that are dangerous to do something like that. Where men and women are actually killed or imprisoned or tortured because of the gospel. But Father, we thank you that we have that freedom here in this country. And Lord, we pray that we continue to have maintain that freedom. Maintain that freedom to worship you, to serve you, to bring the gospel to, this, to the world, Lord God. And Father, we just thank you for that freedom that we have. And Lord, we continue to pray that we continue to maintain that freedom because we know that the devil is out there to try to rob that freedom from us. But Father, we, we trust in you. We, we, we look to you, Lord God, for making a way where there is no way. And we thank you, Father. We want to worship you, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord God. We want to bless you, Lord God. And we trust you, Father God, for placing the right leader to lead this country. We want to trust you, Father God, for placing the right person in this, in, in this position. We want to trust you, Father God, because we, we place it in your hands. And Lord God, we know that you're able to orchestrate these things. And we thank you for it. We honor you, Lord God, and we bless you and we praise you, Lord God, tonight in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you in advance. For hearing these prayers, Father God. For meeting these prayer requests, Lord God. As we come to you, Lord God, making these things known to you because we know that you're concerned about the things that concern us. And we know that you'll perfect that which concerns us, Father God. And so we thank you for it. We thank you for it. In your precious son's name we pray. Hallelujah. 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 At this time, I want you to just either stay in your seat or you can walk around or just go on your knees and just have that one-on-one with God. Take that privilege that God has given to us and then just begin to talk to Him and converse with Him. Things that you need to talk over with Him. Things that maybe that's a burden in your heart that you want to share with Him. But this is the time to do it. So at this point, with the time that we have remaining, you can just take that time just to be alone, just you and God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As we come to a close, uh, before we do close out the service, I want to pray for those of you who've never given your life to the Lord. Those of you who are here tonight and those who are watching live stream, if you've never given your life to the Lord, or if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've wandered off, I want to give you an opportunity to come back and to receive the Lord as Lord and Savior. And all I want you to do is just simply pray this prayer with me. Just say these words and mean it with your heart. Say this with me. I want you to close your eyes and mean it with all your heart. And then I want you to say these words. Say, Father, I ask you to come into my heart. Everyone here can say it with me as well. And Lord, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. Lord. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you've forgiven me of everything I've ever done, everything I've ever said, everything I've ever thought. You've washed me clean by the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I also believe that he was raised from the dead. And now seated at your right hand. And because I believe these words. And because I believe this. Your word says that I am saved. And now Lord. I am a new child of God. All things have passed away. And all things become new. Lord I thank you. For coming into my life. And into my heart. I am now your child and a member of your family. And for this I thank you. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen and amen. Now if you said that prayer, you are now a child of God and you're a member of God's family. So let me just say this. Let me tell you this. In order to maintain this relationship with God, all you have to do is just two two things, two very important but very simple things to do. And that is to simply pray every day. And praying is simply talking to God. Because now that you're a member of his family, you've got God's ear and his attention. And he'll listen to everything you have to say to him. He'll also read your Bible. Now, if you don't have a Bible, we can certainly send one to you. But read one, read it from uh, from the New Testament. And I would suggest that you start with John's Gospel and begin reading there. Also, we have a couple of booklets that we love to give to you that will help you in your journey. All you have to do is simply call the office tomorrow morning. Our office hours are from 8.30 to 3. And if you call at 508-336-4110 and ask for one of the pastors, Pastor Ray or Pastor Mike, which is myself, we'll be glad to send you a couple of booklets and a Bible if you need that. So thank you again for saying those prayers. Your life will never be the same again because now you're a member of God's family, you're a child of God, and now you have a new life and a new beginning with a new perspective in life. So thank you for joining us, and thank you for saying those prayers. Now, before we close, let's honor the Lord with His tithes and our offerings. And of course, because of the social distancing, we want to encourage you. There are three different ways that you can bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. And one of those ways is you uh, simply pay by tithe, by text. There should be uh, instructions up on the screen. And of course, you can also uh, go to our website and send a check uh, to the... Uh, you can t- Let me start over again. You can send a check to Faith Christian Center and to... Uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot, what's our address? Oh, 95, 95 Sackmore Road. in Seacog, Massachusetts, 0771 02771 and there's the text uh, information you can also send it by text or you can simply come by the office and drop it off those three ways you can do and uh, also you can also pay also uh, by by the website and uh, you know again it's very important that you bring your tithes in the office into the storehouse because it's such an important thing because we want to honor God with his tithes as well as our offerings and so join me as we pray Father God we thank you as we bring in the tithes in the office into your storehouse because what belongs to you, Lord God, we want to give to you and honor you and bless you with that. And so, Father, it is a privilege for us, Lord, to be able to do that. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Father God, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord God, because your word says to give and it shall be given unto us, pressed down, shaken together, running over in good measure shall you cause men to give unto our bosom. And, Lord, you also said that you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon us that you'll not have room enough to receive. And Lord, we thank you for that. In your precious son's name we pray as we honor you today with your tithes and our offerings. And Lord, again, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. At this time, we're going to close with some song of worship. Amen. As we go tonight, we're going to sing My Chains Are Gone and- Anything that you brought before the Lord tonight, I want you to realize that it's it's here, it's left before him, and it's left to stay. Don't pick it back up again. You left it there, and your chains are now gone, and you're free from that chain. Are you with me tonight? Amen. Let's sing. My, my chains, chains are, are gone. gone. Hallelujah. I've been set free. My God, my Savior. My God, my Savior He's ransomed, ransomed me. Time. My, chains, my are gone. chains are gone. Hallelujah. I've been set free. My God, my Savior. My God, my Savior. He's ransomed. Has ransomed me. Like a flood. And like a flood. Oh, yes. His mercy reigns. Unending love. love. Un- Everybody, y'all have a wonderful night.